Praise the Lord. I want to share, this is uh, the season of Africa Rise, and I wanted to just share, continue the ideas we were working on and uh, about, about this, uh, this Africa Rise. It is our vision. It is what we have. If you were here last week, uh, I uh, introduced the project that we're working on just on the eve of Africa Arise on January 31st. We're having a special cocktail for all professionals and business people. And uh, those of you who are in part of Business Gate, you already know what this is about, but I really took some time to engage with you all on this last week. I want to encourage you to buy your tickets today and attend. Um, the Bible says in uh, Proverbs chapter 13 and verse number 23, it says, A poor man's field may produce abundant food, but injustice sweeps it away. And what we talked about is that it's not the size of our field that will produce an abundance. It's the level of justice in that, uh, applied to that field that will bring the harvest and, and bring the abundance. You can have a small field with big justice and you will have abundance. You could have a big field with no justice and it will be swept away, just like the scripture says. In Africa, we know this to be true. This is the richest continent in the world many times over. Amen. Two to three times a harvest every year. All right. But injustice sweeps away our abundance. Eh? We de depend on aid from nations that are under the snow for six months of the year and have a small field. Amen. Justice. So our contribution to our nation, our contribution to our continent is justice. We're pushing the Africa Arise Ethical Charter. And all of you who are in business, we encourage you to sign and fill out this form. If you have any, in any profession, whatever you're engaged, please fill this form and get it to us. We are preparing a directory for Africa Arise, a network of righteous business professionals across the continent that will push not just a righteous agenda, but will support the, each other like the Jews do, support each other like the Muslims do. We support them. We don't support each other. So uh, we're developing this directory instead of going to so-and-so's to do your hair. So we're preparing this directory. And not only that, but this event at Get Farm Hotel, we're, we have a very special guest that will be with us. Ato Getacho Regesa, he's the head of the Adsaba Chamber of Commerce. He's an expert on AFTA, the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement, which will be uh, ratified and implemented this coming July. This is very huge for us because it's going to lower the trade uh, barrier for all African nations to do trade among each other. It is expected that up to $3 trillion of trade will be circulating across Africa. This man is an expert. He will tell us how to position ourselves uh, to be positioned to take advantage of this before it comes. Amen? Amen. Uh, and also, um, uh, His Excellency Ambassador Emmanuel Mamba will be with us. He's going to share with us about the opportunities that exist between Ethiopia and Zambia to develop trade between our two nations. I to, uh, and so these are wonderful opportunities, but we all know that an abundance of a, a, a large field will not produce abundance. It is justice that will produce abundance. So our contribution to ACTFA and to the Ethiopia-Zambia Trade Initiative is a, a, a charter. 
ethical charter, how we, not just what we do, but how we do it is the difference that will shape our nation and shape our continent. Amen. Amen. Is that all right? So if you're, if you're involved with uh, corruption of any kind, bribes and taking bribes, congratulations, but you came to the wrong church. Uh, we, have a, we make you sign this if you belong. It's uncomfortable to be a member of this church because we feel that, you know, the Bible says righteousness exalts a nation. Righteousness, not an abundance of fields, but righteousness. I think the missing component in our nation and in our continent is this, this thing of, of righteousness. Amen. And I believe when we, and see this righteousness and justice, it's not something that can be, uh, that comes from policy. All right. Everybody has a, an ethical policy, but you cannot change character with policy. It's a matter of the heart and it comes from a heart that has been touched by God. Amen. When, when Zacchaeus received Jesus, he said, look now if I have cheated anybody. Hello, African church. Hello, African church. Is this working? So there's a lifestyle that accompanies our confession. And it's, he has taught you, O man, what is good. Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. And what the Lord requires of you to act justly. Amen. To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. This is a revival of a different kind. And it's starting from the people of God who have a conviction that trust God that even if they suffer momentarily, that God will reward them and the nation will be rewarded. So I want to encourage all of you, don't just come and sit down, sign the charter, come to the event and make sure you pick up your tickets. I promise that I would sponsor two people. One ticket is already taken. If you want a free ticket from Pastor Z by way of Emma, who I'll be borrowing from, amen. Um, come talk to me after service or talk to any of us. We'll be happy. One is only remaining. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, I want to share. This is Africa Rise season. We just finished fasting and prayer this last week, and we had a tremendous time. Uh, it's, uh, oh, every fasting and prayer season is different. This one was different, and the Lord spoke. I want to share with you all today a word that... Uh, God put in my heart during the fasting and prayer. I believe this is something he, he's speaking in this time for us. And uh, then afterwards, I want to have a time of prayer. And we want to get you out in a decent hour. So let's uh, work together with this. Amen. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse number 1. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. Praise the Lord. In the past, he spoke through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Father God, teach us what you are speaking to us today by way of your son. I pray that I, I, as I speak, you would anoint my message and you would speak through it to somebody's heart what they need to hear. I give you advanced praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Notice that it does not say that he is speaking to us through what his son said. If you read the Gospels, you will see that Jesus had many teachings, many parables, much ministry. But it does not say that the Father is speaking to us what his son said. He is speaking to us by his son. There's a slight difference, meaning the son himself 
is the message that the Father is speaking to us in this last day. Amen. See, the Son is God's expression. God's Son in the earth alone is His expression of His heart and His love for us. And what God did with His Son and through His Son, it is a message of what God, His God's desire and His deep passion for each and every one of us. Amen. I want to preach to you a message from John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, you're not getting excited because it's one of those that you know already and you want to go on to the message. But if God was here and speaking today, and He is, by the way, He is speaking to us by His Son. Amen. That's why Paul said that I have resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Christ and Him crucified. I resolved to know nothing when he came to the church in Corinth. And then in 1 Corinthians 1, 23, he said, We preach Christ and Him crucified. Christ is the message of the Father. Christ is the expression of God's heart for the people. It is his, the picture of His love for the world. There is no other message. Paul said, I resolved to preach nothing else because I resolved to know nothing else. Christ is the message. He is our salvation. He is everything. Now, along with Him comes other things and other things that we can add to it in various things in various ways. And we thank God for the various additional teachings. We need good teaching. But that additional teaching, the additional ministry, the additional blessing, it is not the message that the Father has spoken to us. God will bless us. Amen. God will heal us. Amen. God will prosper His people. Amen. But you know what we've done? We've preached the prosperity message as if it was the message of God. That's a mistake, you see? We preach that as a... It's a he said, if He has not spared His own Son, how much more will He not keep from us when do all, all other things? These are extra things that He adds on. It is not... It's like a cake and then the cream on top of the cake. Don't preach cream as if it's cake. Too much cream will make you sick. Amen. Christ is the message. He is everything. He is the beginning and the end. The firstborn of all creation. And Him coming into the earth. It, it, it is a picture of God's love. For God demonstrated His love for us in this. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is the message. That's why Jesus told the Samaritan woman, I who speak to you am he. And that revelation of Jesus delivered her from sexual, whatever you call that thing. I don't know what you call it. It's beyond. Like five husbands. Woman has a problem. Amen. From her, 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 her uh, tribalism, her ethnic hatred, bigotry, it delivered just like that. He didn't say, now, for your ethnicity problem, in Jesus' name. For your sexual vice, in Jesus' name. For your just hateful of all religious, boom, your religious spirit. Your... No, he didn't say that. He said, I am he. Why? Because he is the message. She dropped her jar and went running. When Peter said, you are the Christ, he said, now you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, because he is the message of the Father in these last days. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, 
He says we will receive power to become his witnesses. Why? So we can see him. Why do we see him? Because that's the message of the Father. He doesn't see, we don't get a, become witnesses of our blessing, of our increase, of our favor, of our new car, of our new house. Oh, hallelujah. My, you know, we preach the car like it's the main message. We go running. I mean, I'll admit to when the Lord blessed me with a car, I went running. Okay. Because it was a, a need that was very important at that time. Okay? Just leave me alone. But the message of the Father is that the Son would be revealed in us. When we take Holy Communion and the Lord's Supper together, we do this in remembrance of our new house. Hallelujah. No, that's just cream. Do this in remembrance of me. Because he is the message of the Father. There is no other message. And since it is today, hallelujah. Let me just go back to our favorite church verse in Jesus' name. Acts chapter 8. When Philip came to the south road, the road going to Gaza, he came to the Ethiopian eunuch who was reading the Bible. Got in the chariot and translated for him what he was reading. And the Bible says that he preached to him Jesus. He didn't preach to him seven steps to your breakthrough. He didn't preach to him turn around and get your miracle. He preached to him Jesus, <laughs> baptized him and disappeared because Jesus is the message of the Father. Jesus is everything that you will ever need. You don't get better than Jesus. You don't improve on Jesus. He is everything. He is all we need. He is life and life himself. The Bible says that to have the Son is to have life. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for the message of the Father. If the God the Father would manifest whatever he would look like, I don't know. In the earth today, he would come and give a great oratory on Jesus and leave. Because he is the message. Amen. And today, I want to preach to you the same message that the Father has preached to us. Jesus. Aratanatibah. That's it. Jesus. Now it's funny because every message that is preached or delivered, if the Father is giving a message that raises the question, then who is hearing? Because Jesus, many times, he would say, Let him who has an ear hear what the Spirit of God is saying. That means just because it's being preached does not mean it's being heard. Jesus had to check. Let him who he knew that there's some who would hear it and some who would not. Amen? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So if there is a message that comes from the Father, it was designed to build up some kind of a faith inside of us. Amen? So we, we, we have received today the message of the Father. The message of the Father he has spoken to us in this last day is his son. Amen. I want us to look at this verse in John chapter 1. Because if he's speaking and we're hearing properly, there's synergy that's happening between us and the Father. Amen. John chapter 1, verse number 11. It says, speaking of Jesus, he came to that which was his own. But his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Hmm. The 
other translation would say sons of God. Irenaeus of Isisi, let me impress my director now. Irenaeus of Isisi was a second century bishop. He was ordained by Polycarp, the bishop who was ordained by John, the apostle who was ordained by Jesus, <laughs> who I am preaching today, who's kind of close around there. Come on, somebody. But Irenaeus of Isisi said, the son of God became the, the son of God became the son of man, so that the sons of men would become the sons of God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something about the message why Christ is such a big deal to God. Isaiah 53, it tells us that it was his desire that he should suffer. Jesus did not just die, Jesus suffered. Uh, God willed it, God desired it. It was God's will for him to suffer. I thought it was interesting. If Jesus was born today and took up his assignment to, 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 to be punished for sin or, or be punished a capital punishment, today, because of the human rights activists, we have a very, very uh, civil way of getting rid of terrible criminal offenders. In Africa, we would hang people. And hanging it hurts for about three seconds and then you're done. Uh, in America, they have what they call the electric chair. Where you sit and you are electrocuted to death, but it's, it's really pretty fast. You don't really feel it, maybe a little zap and then you're gone. That's the worst capital punishment we can come up with. They now have what they call the lethal injection. Where you put the syringe in with some poison and you shake a little bit. It feels like pneumonia and then you're gone. Hmm? So if Jesus were to receive the kind of punishment that would have been assigned in today's, for the crimes committed then that would be assigned to him today, it would be a, a death execution, but it would be relatively painless. But God did not want him just to die. It was his will that he should suffer. Even before the time of Jesus in the time of Babylon and Persia, do you remember what the punishment was for offenders? They would throw them in the lion's den and the lions would eat them. That's painful. All right, but in a few seconds and they get the right vein, you're gone. Come on, somebody. And they know how to kill their prey pretty quickly. That's part of their wiring. Amen? So it's painful, but not that painful. <laughs> However you like it. If you want to experiment and send me pictures on your Instagram, we'll be happy to follow you. Okay? In the time of Nebuchadnezzar, they would throw people in the fire, which is also painful and you suffer, but you know, you turn it up seven times hotter and the people who are coming up to the fire are passing out already. You, you'll, be, you'll become barbecue pretty quickly. <laughs> but Jesus was to suffer. He came to suffer. And so God uh, intentionally placed him in the middle of the height of the Roman Empire. You know, the Roman Empire, they colonized every, everybody and they expanded. The, the, the goal was just to make the Roman Empire cream of the world, the number one empire. And when they, what they would do, they would conquer a kingdom. They would build roads back. But in order to teach or keep rebellion, uh, suppress rebellion, they would engage different tactics to subdue the population. So they came up with this idea of crucifixion. There was a time I did an extensive study on the crucifixion itself and I found it to be very interesting because it was designed to be as painful as possible. It was a means not just of execution but a means of torture and execution. It was a suffering mechanism. And what they did was, if there was a rebellion in this area, they would take the offender and crucify him in a public place by a roadside where everyone could see. 
all right? So that when people walk, and they would nail the crimes on top of the cross, the stake. I let you. So that when people are walking by, they look up and they see this hideous, painful suffering, and then they read the crime and they put the two together. This is what you get when you do that. So the message to the population is, I better behave. On one way, it's brilliant. On another way, it's brutal. It's, it's really hideous. I mean, you have to be sick to come up. I don't have time to get into the details of the crucifixion. One day I'll explain. But enough to say that they had to create a new Greek word to define what crucifixion was because there was no word for it. The word excruciating literally means out of the cross pain. A new word because it is a pain that we don't have on this level. Let's create a new word for it. But do you know what I also found? There was a new Greek word that they had to create to, to give expression to the love of God. Because it was also not available in this human language. And they created the word agape. And the two new words that came out of the New Testament is excruciating and agape. Because the two are tied to one another. Not available in our human experience. How great the Father has de demonstrated His love for us. That we might be called the children of God. Hallelujah. It is a great love that demanded a great suffering. So that all of us who are far away. Because of that when we believe. Let me, let me explain something. When you believe in Christ, you, not, you don't just come into the Christian world. The word Christian was not even, it was not even God's word. It was the, what they called the believers in Antioch. So they call, even if you look at the scriptures, they called them Christians. It's even like kind of what they do in our society. We call them mete, pente, mnam nam. God didn't call them that. That was what they called them. But what God said from John 1, whoever, to those who received him, to those who believed on his name, he gave them the right to be called the children of God. King James says sons of God. Because I'm a man, I'll say sons. If you're a girl, say daughter. Make it personal. Because that's what we get when we believe. There's a difference between a member of the Christian club and a son of God. Right? Jesus did not die a hideous death on the cross so you can stop going to movies now. What a waste of an investment. You know? you know how we have all these rules. Don't go to this, don't do that. That's a sign that you have not graduated into your sonship. When you are a son or a daughter of God, things change because what the Father has is yours and, uh, and you are now coming to this world of inheritance. Amen. So your acceptance is not based on if you went to the movies or not. Now everybody's going to either go to the movies or everybody's going to write me letters. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> but but th that's not the point. That's not why he died. That's not why he died. He died so that we would come into this realm of the sons and the children and the daughters of God. That's what he died for. So our acceptance is not based on whether we did it or not did it or got it right or not. Our acceptance is based on the fact that we are sons and daughters. Period. You remember the story of the prodigal son. He wasted his father's inheritance on wild living and wasted everything, messed up everything. But then he started coming back to the father and the father saw him from far and he embraced him. Why do you embrace him? Look at what he did. He is embraced not because of what he did or did not do. He is embraced because he is my son. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then he turned to the older son that was complaining, Luke chapter 15. 
And the older son was complaining and, said, and he said these words to him. My son, you are always with me. And everything I have. Sons, daughters, I have an announcement. If he is truly your father. Now this happens not through going, to going through Oxford Center for Mission Studies. You are a son by believing in Jesus. To those who received him. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right, the authority, exousia, to become the children of God. Hallelujah. So if you believe you are children of God, and if we are sons of God and daughters of God, we are also heirs of God. This is a game changer. Because with that comes inheritance, with that comes authority, and everything that the father has, also the sons have. The earth is the Lord's, Psalms tells us, and the fullness therein. And if we are sons, you all, you, you, somebody just got an upgrade right now. You see, uh, if he owns everything and he's my father, I also, I can do this with my net. My father is here. Uh, everything he has is mine. I'm saying that with confidence into the microphone today so he can hear me. But this is what it is with a father and son. Our heavenly father is the same. He played his story of salvation and redemption in our human existence so we could relate to him. So we could know what we are dealing with. It. We have inheritance because we are sons. So it really doesn't make sense to get all hype and excited about the additional cream on the cake when we have the main cake itself. Thank God for everything, but don't treat it like the main thing. Thank God that he blesses us. Thank God that he heals us. But the main thing is the, the fact that when we believed, we became sons and daughters of God. He is ours. This means that everything that the devil does in the world, he does illegally because he is not a son. And the Bible says that the son of God was revealed so that the devil's work to, would be destroyed. And if the Son of God was revealed to destroy the devil's work, that means that this Son of God was also revealed to destroy the devil's work because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness therein. He is my Father and I am His. So when I come in the name of Jesus, I have authority to bind and loose every work of the enemy, not by way of my great, long, fervent prayer, by the fact that I have been a pastor for so long, and because of the fact that I have worked in his vineyard, and that I have given him my tithe. No, because I believed, I became a son. Immediately, I step into the inheritance that's mine. The devil is here illegally. There was a time I had to say this in a Maringya service. I was arguing with the Lord. Should I say it? And I go ahead and say it. My parents will talk about it later. But uh, we'll talk about it later. But there was a time, you all know my story. I, I decided, even though I had a calling from the time I was young, there was a time I was curious with what the world had to offer. Amen. So I didn't, I, I didn't do that thing where you have one foot in the church and one foot in the world. I took both my feet. Come on, somebody. Let's find out what everybody's talking about. That. And I had one year of hallelujah. <laughs> you know, one of the things that we used to do is that, you know, when, at that time, when you go to the club, you are not allowed <clears throat> to enter the club unless you're 21 years old. At that time, we were... 
acting 21 years old, but we were not quite. So we would get in, in line at the club with everybody else. And everybody would be at the club saying like, hey, hey. And we would also be doing like, hey, but not really, because inside we're a little bit shaking. Because there's the big bouncer at the door. And the bouncer at the door, he's checking IDs. That means you're doing hey, but inside you're like... And then, you know, somehow we got in, I'm not going to tell the story, we got in somehow. Amen? So now we're in there, hey, and everybody's hey, and you're like hey, but not really inside, you're waiting for somebody to come in. You're just waiting for this to happen, you understand? So you're there, but you're not really there. Because you can't really fully enjoy the experience because you're fighting this. You just, you just know they're coming after you. You can't be yourself. You're there, but you're not there because you are there illegally. You are there. You're acting like you're the stuff, but you're not really the stuff. You following what I'm saying? You know, the devil is here, but he's kind of... Because he is here illegally. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he does it illegally. He does not have a legal right. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness therein. The spirit that he put in our heart is the spirit that cries, my new car, my new car. No, I'm testing you. It doesn't say that. It says, it's the spirit that cries, Abba, Father. He is mine and I am his. The earth is the Lord's. That means the earth is mine and I can kick the devil out in Jesus' name. I'm the one who has authority, not him. I have legal authority in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So I can go into his business and say, excuse me, out in Jesus' name. You know, you don't even need to shout and sweat and spit and whatever. The power is not in your voice. The power is in your authority. When you believe, you become son, you become an heir. You grow into your authority and you already begin to realize what's really yours and what the devil has stolen from you. Praise the Lord. So Africa arises when the sons of God come to their place. The Bible says creation waits with great anticipation, with eager anticipation for the sons of God to be revealed and the daughters of God to be revealed. That happens when? That happens when the sinner believes. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So if you believe... Welcome to your authority. Africa Arise is just a declaration reminding the devil that this nation and this continent, hallelujah, you have been operating illegally long enough. This continent belongs to God and his sons and his daughters. Amen? There used to be a, a show, I don't know, a long time called Sanford and Son. Huh? Sanford and son, meaning my garage, you know, he doesn't have much, it's a junkyard. But he said, bless God, what's mine is my son's. God says, I have a business, it's called the earth and my son's. The earth and my son, my dominion and my son's. Me and my sons and daughters, daughters too, amen? The authority is in those who believe. So I want to encourage you today, hallelujah. I, I, actually, what I wanted to do, 
in Jesus' name. We had a time to pray for the sick in the earlier service. I want to get you out early, but we're going to do a prayer of dominion today. Uh, like what Dr. Paul said, God is concerned for the particular, the individual. He came for you personally, excruciating suffering that he willed was for you and whatever your drama is in your life. But it's also corporate. It's national. It's, corp it's for everything. And we're believing that this justice will bring a revival of great abundance for this continent. That the hands of begging will turn into hands of blessing. That God's heart for his people of all the world will be revealed from this place. Because this is the dark continent. It is known for what the devil has done in this continent. But when the sons of God are revealed, the testimony and the narrative changes. Hallelujah. And those living in darkness have seen a great light. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. So I would like everybody to stand at this time. And if you are sick in body today, I'm not going to call you up to the front. But if you, are, if you are sick in body today, I just want to pray for you that God would uh, release, just, uh, just bind that thing and, and, and you would be completely free from your suffering today. Today, amen? Today. But before that, you know, our, our ministry is twofold, therefore. One, we walk in our authority. And we'd walk in our authority with great confidence. Uh, Asse was teaching us at, at, at uh, fasting and prayer this week. Asse uh, is on our pastoral staff in the Amharic service. I remember when she had a very late stage breast cancer. And she came and prayed. It was a very, very hopeless case. But she had such a faith that I have never seen. Like it was an open wound, like festering that she had to change the, 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 the bandages several times a day. And the doctors had only given her a few months. And she came to us at pastor's prayer. And she was just such a fighter. She says, no, I'm sorry. This is a child of God. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This is not going to take me out. And she said, I'm not going to run around to all of the... I'm just going to have my pastors pray for me. But that's it. And she used this word to kind of bless me. You know, because Jesus never said, my power has healed you. He said, your faith has made you whole. She had a faith like... And she used this word. You have to be so stomach. It's an Amarinya word. Those Amaric speakers, you would understand. He says, Gagama Hongkwing, Alej. Gagama. Gagama is like a complete... Fool, I became so crazy and like people just leave me. I'm crazy. People, no, no, no. Like, you know, how do you say gagama? Could somebody give me a good English translation? Stubborn, Baka, stubborn. She says, unless you are stubborn. It's like the woman who went to the judge with a request. She just came, 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 came. This cannot happen. This cannot. And she, and, and the Lord did a miracle. She's a living witness. Now, you have to have a little bit of gagama in you. Tell your neighbor gagama. Gagama. Yeah. Gagama. This is my new Amarinya today. I'm still learning. Now, don't go to anybody now and say, let me teach you my new Amarinya. Don't say that. And particularly, don't tell them I learned this in church. No, let's not do that. But you, we, have to be, we have to be stubborn. But, so there is a place of stubbornness on this side. Amen? In our authority. But there's an also side where we just give all glory to Him for what He has done for us. 
We don't let the balance go too much in who you are. Your authority was a gift purchased at a great cost. Ride the balance. Do you remember in Acts chapter 3 when Peter and John came to the lame man? I thought it was an interesting contrast. The, the lame man was asking for alms. And then Peter looked at him and he said, look at us. Meaning that he knows that the authority is, he knows where, he knows where the authority is. And he says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus. And the man rode up. Now watch, 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 hold on. After that, the man was healed because the sons of God were revealed. And a great, great crowd was running. But the same Peter who said, look at us, he turned to them and says, why do you look at us? As if by our own power and authority, we did this miracle. It is by the name of Jesus and the faith that comes by that name that this man was healed. Praise the Lord. So it is you, but it's not you. You have to ride that tension and ride that. Are you following what I'm saying? So if you are sick in body today, takes an instant. If you are sick in body, actually just lift your hand wherever if you need a touch from the Lord in your body. Amen. Yes, several of you. Amen. So I just want to use my authority now. All right. Praise the Lord. This last fasting and prayer, we had a, a, a ridiculous miracles happening in fasting and prayer. Something even unusual for me, I have not, just unusual. I believe that the power of God works with the sons of God. Amen. Those of you who are sick. Now, if you are a believer and you see some hand next to you, just go ahead, put your hand on them. If you are a believer, just put your hand on, look around, just put your hand real quick. We're going to do a prayer of faith together. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Honor your son today, Father God. Preach your message among us, Father God. Today, over everybody under the sound of my voice, who's struggling in pain and sickness, you sent your word and healed our disease and delivered us from all our affliction. By your stripes of Jesus, Isaiah 53, we are healed. We are the sons of God and the daughters of God today. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I come against every sickness and disease that has tormented the people of God. Right now, in Jesus' name, be free from every infirmity. Be free from every sickness and disease. Be free from every migraine. Be free from every headache. Be free from every cancer. Be free from every HIV. Whatever name you have come in, today you have been operating illegally. And me today, as a legal, authoritative person, by the authority of God himself, I come in the name of Jesus. Jesus and I declare liberty for every disease be free be free back pain be free every kind of psoriasis be free eye problems be free he whom the sun sets free 
is free indeed. We just apply the finished work now and we receive it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Hallelujah. Go check. It's not a matter of shouting. It's a matter of authority. There's illegal operations that have met their match today because they've been in the club illegally. They have been kicked out now in Jesus' name. So go check. Check how you're doing. But at the same time, just like Peter said, look at me. Now why do you look at me? As if by my own authority and power that this miracle happened. It is by the name of Jesus and the faith that comes by this name. So I would like someone to give Jesus a praise right now who made all this possible. It is Him. It is Jesus. He is the message. He is Agape. He is the Great One. We give you praise right now, Father God. We give you praise and glory. There is none like you. Father, we bow before you today for giving this blessed authority to us. We give you praise. For what you have done today, we give you praise. We thank you. It's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit. I thank you so much, Father God. What you have done is beyond words. We have no words to give you thanks and praise. There is none like you in heaven and on the earth. Hallelujah. Let's just bless him in your own language. Just give him a thanks right now. Just tell him how much you are grateful. Father, today is Timkath where we celebrate in this nation your baptism, your anointing. The Spirit of God came upon you. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you for expressing your love in the person of Jesus. May your name be exalted all across this nation as Timkath is celebrated. We know traditionally there's a lot of other things associated with this thing. May your message be preached in your own way all over this nation, Father God. May you be revealed in different ways, in different methods to your people. Thank you for what you've done today. We give you all the praise. I pray blessing on your people this week. As they go out, Father God, may your hand go with them. May your authority go with them. And I thank you that every illegal activity that they come in contact with will meet their bouncer in Jesus' name. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week.